Welcome to the Principal Pipeline, the Wallace Foundation's podcast. I'm Ed Pauley, Director of Research and Evaluation at Wallace, and I'm so glad you've joined us today for what we believe will be an informative and useful conversation. At Wallace, a major focus of ours for nearly two decades has been an effort to strengthen the training and support of school principals who play such an essential role in school success. For five years, starting in 2011, we supported six large urban school districts in building principal pipelines and learning more about what it takes to do so. What do we mean by a pipeline? We mean a coherent system of training, hiring, and supporting novice principals on the job with the goal of building a substantial pool of strong candidates to lead schools. On the Principal Pipeline podcast, we'll bring you an in-depth conversation with people who are actually building principal pipelines to share what we and they are learning, learning about how districts and states can develop good systems to produce a robust supply of effective school principals. I'm pleased to welcome our guest today, Paul Fleming, Assistant Commissioner of Education for Teachers and Leaders in Tennessee, a state that's remarkable for building a comprehensive approach to building principal pipelines. Paul is leading a major new effort to ensure that at least two-thirds of the openings for principal positions in schools across Tennessee will be filled by effective and even transformational principals. The aim of this statewide effort is to both recruit and train teachers to become principals and to provide more support for novice principals once they're on the job. The news is that in 2017, Tennessee awarded $1 million in grants to university and school district partnerships to develop strong and innovative programs uh, to prepare effective principals. During this school year, nine programs are training 160 aspiring principals. Paul, thanks for being with us. You were a teacher who became a high school principal yourself. How well did your own university training prepare you, or not, for the rigors of the principalship? Yeah, well, thank you for the question, and thank you for uh, for being allowing me to be part of this podcast as well. Um, yeah, excellent question because my own preparation. I was uh, a high school teacher, as noted, and. Uh, it was during when I was a high school teacher that I was very interested in going into formal building level leadership. And at that time, which was in the early 2000s, um, it, was, it was pretty s- uh, symptomatic of what we're seeing across the state even now uh, as well. We, so in Tennessee, we have 19 uh, tennis, uh, leader preparation programs. And while there were some isolated courses that I took and received and learned from, there was still not a cohesive effort to really shape what it means to be an instructional leader. So I would describe it almost as pockets of excellence that I experienced in my own preparation program, at the same time knowing that that courses felt siloed, courses felt fragmented, and again, there wasn't a cohesive approach to saying, how do we create uh, an instructional leader and ultimately a transformational leader to lead uh, a school building effectively? So I think that was that was uh, kind of my experience in that program. And now you're in a position to make change happen. In fact, I think yeah. it's fair to say that Tennessee is among the first states to act comprehensively to improve the quality of principal preparation. Tell us about the reasons why the Tennessee Education Department launched this new initiative. Yeah, again, well, thanks for the question. You know, I think Tennessee, like a lot of states, we're seeing that there's been a real change in the expectations of principals. And, you know, that's that significant shift from you know 10, 20 years ago of, building, of being a building level manager to more recently the shift on instructional leadership 
And now where we're really heading is how do we create transformational principals who excel in shared leadership? In other words, building capacity of their faculty, building capacity of their staff and leadership teams, and doing that in a way that feels authentic and actually we know gets results. And uh, you know that was, that was one big contextual piece of, of why we were moving in this direction. Uh, another, you know, Tennessee, we were one of the first to race to the top states back in 2011. And so with, uh, you know, we had a call to action to really move our state from basically in the mid 40s of all states in 2007 to how do we become one of the fastest improving states. And now actually we're proud to say uh, in both 2013 and 2015 on the NAEP assessment, we are actually the fastest improving state in the country. And you know that really required that if we expect students and teachers to have higher expectations, we couldn't leave out leaders, that leaders are like the gatekeepers of what happens in their building. I saw that when I was a high school principal, and it's key. So we realized we needed some, we needed to elevate the training for principals, just like we were elevating the expectations for students and for teachers. So a key feature of the leadership work is partnerships between school districts and the preparation programs. Why is that important? Yeah, so partnerships, you know, really I think is the engine that's going to drive um, this, this, this desire to create uh, more, you know, effective and, and, uh, and, and transformational leaders. Because what we usually do is say we have district programs that focus on professional learning. And then we have preparation programs that focus on that beginning, you know, initial move towards licensure, and sometimes never the two shall meet. And I think what we realize is, is districts really want to have a, a, a bigger role in having an impact on, on the types of um, content and selection criteria for some of their candidates that get admitted into preparation programs. And then conversely, we have a lot of preparation programs that want stronger relationships with districts. And they believe they really, they really see the need to work more closely with districts to think about, you know, are you a district that we are providing candidates for that is primarily for turnaround, right? Or is it primarily a rural district? So in Tennessee, we have 146 districts. Uh, about 100 of those are classified as small or rural. So there's a greater need for this strengthening of the partnership so that both districts and preparation programs um, can meet the needs of each other to produce, again, this kind of foundational approach that we've said in Tennessee is important around uh, building transformational capacity around shared leadership. And, and that requires a different skill set, which is why we need these partnerships to really flourish, because we can't keep operating in two different silos of districts being in one and partner and programs being in another. And Paul, you mentioned the small and rural districts. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us how a state education agency uh, uh, in Tennessee has the opportunity to help those districts improve principal preparation and on-the-job support? In larger urban districts, the districts might play that role, but how can the, help, the state help the smaller rural districts that don't have that capacity? Yeah, again, another excellent question. You know, we're, we're also very fortunate to have some alignment between our governor believes in leadership, and that was true in our, with our, from our previous governor, who was a Democrat, to now our current governor is a Republican, and yet they never wavered about this importance of leadership. So we've actually had funding from the governor, endorsed by the legislature and the state board, to create programs that target in a, in a positive way, obviously, and support um, beginning pipeline programs across the state. 
Uh, one of those is called actually the Governor's Academy for School Leaders that we began two years ago. And that's actually a, a great opera. It's a great uh, example of a program that's saying we're going to take, uh, we're going to target principals, aspiring principals, who currently are assistant principals, uh, in primarily rural districts and give them an opportunity to be trained um, at Vanderbilt University. So it's a partnership between the state, the governor's office, and Vanderbilt to provide training for these beginning folks. And that's really, you know, just to go back to our Tennessee Transformational Leadership Alliance, as you mentioned, we're funding nine models. Um, the Governor's Academy really was one of those models that we wanted to replicate, you know, across the state. And so that's where this, uh, the, the Transformational Alliance is also focusing and targeting on uh, rural districts and also uh, even in, in urban districts that are high need. Because as we know, high need uh, is not exclusive to urban. So high need really is going across the state. And so those kinds of programs like the Governor's Academy and the Transformational Alliance um, are really trying to recognize how do we support and train principals uh, in high need schools as well. Does the new federal education law known as ESSA help Tennessee and other states strengthen school leadership? Yes, in fact, I think we are one of a handful of states now that under specifically the federal Title II uh, training and funding, there's a call, what's called a 3% set aside, and that's actually funding that we can use to um, train and, and build the principal pipeline in Tennessee, and that's how we're funding our nine models under the Tennessee Transformational Leadership Alliance. So I think both the spirit and the funding of ESSA, the federal law, uh, is really designed to say we need to help states think about principal training differently and principal preparation differently, and then here's some Title II funding that you have at your disposal to do that. And I know other states are also are, are utilizing the same approach, but, but we are very uh, excited to use that funding to drive um, across the state models that are united around some shared competencies and some shared best practices. And Paul, can you tell us a bit more about the work of getting these nine selected preparation programs to basically disrupt their practices and encourage preparation programs statewide to improve? Yeah, so uh, another great question because what the result of funding these nine models, if we back up about two years, we actually created at the state uh, in collaboration with the governor's office this Tennessee Transformational Leadership Council. And we spent about a year with about 30 leaders all across the state, you know, principals, superintendents, higher ed folks, to get together and say, if we're going to go down this road and, and fund and try to really train principals differently, what are the components that need to be replicated of high-performing principal preparation programs? So we worked for about a year through the council to identify eight common elements that we believe uh, are necessary in our evidence-based and research-based that high-flying principal programs around the, the, the country and also globally utilize. And so that's the foundational element for these nine models that we've funded, have to be in alignment. And that's, we believe, is a, is a both a uh, uh, setting kind of the, the, the goal line and setting the target for what programs should do, but also giving them flexibility, knowing that every program has different funding and different approaches. So uh, that's what we're excited is, is the, trying to really help them have a common foundational set of competencies that they're going to use to disrupt and improve their program, 
but these competencies are research and evidence-based as well. And what about the uh, effort to uh, promote equity? How can the university district partnerships contribute to that goal? Yeah, so part of this, we're, we're also really fortunate in Tennessee to have really strong data. And we realize lot, not a lot of states have strong, uh, for example, teacher evaluation data, right? So we can actually track uh, how many teachers are leaving a district, right? We can track uh, the performance levels of these teachers. We can even track now, uh, certainly, for, for the teacher element and also on the principal side, um, when you come out of a program, how well are your candidates and your, your completers from a program doing in the field based on evaluation? And I think that data really allows us then to help districts have some better forecasting tools to think about um, what are their needs and allow districts, going back to the partnership question you asked, to really then go back to uh, preparation programs and say, you know, we really have a need now for, uh, you know, turnaround principals because in our district uh, we have a lot of high priority schools. And that kind of data really helps, I think, strengthen this equity notion that uh, we need highly effective leaders in every school, not just our, our high performance schools as well. So, Paul, have there been challenges that you've encountered in Tennessee's Principal Pipeline Initiative? Yeah, and I think, you know, I think one of those is, um, uh, you know, a lot of the programs, we're trying to figure out how to bring them together regularly. And because they're spread out, obviously, across the state, both our formal principal prep preparation programs and these nine models, uh, because some of these funded models that we did through the Alliance um, are actually district partnerships, and they are not formal principal preparation programs, if that makes sense. So part of this is how do we form a network to allow best practices to flourish across these nine models? And that's what we're in the process of, of trying to think very carefully of how do we uh, give them the tools and the support. Uh, because all of these districts and programs are hungry for support and tools to develop these candidates, these leader candidates. So we're, we're working on uh, how we provide tools to help them and also how do we form a more formal network. So this is not just the state, for example, funding a model and then saying goodbye and good luck, <laughs> right? But actually saying, you are part now of a network where we expect and we want your best practices and your challenges to be shared from model to model. And the state, we are facilitating that network approach. And I think we're building that right now since this is the first year these models are up off the ground. So we're excited to, uh, to it, but I would say that building a statewide network um, creates uh, kind of a unique challenge, but one that we're we're ready to we're ready to embrace. Paul, when you talk to people from other states, what's the biggest lesson or piece of advice that you would share with them about this work? You know, one, and and I would say talking to uh, someone in my counterpart in Missouri, for example, and uh, I think they've been involved in in Wallace initiatives as well. It's just both this, this idea and opportunity, but also challenge around scale, right? And knowing, so for example, in Tennessee, we have 1,800 schools. So we have 1,800 principals, let alone all the assistant principals that are in those schools. Um, this idea that how do we really impact all of our leaders in a way that feels authentic, in a way that feels helpful, and in a way that doesn't feel top-down or compliance-driven, and I think, Talking with other states is always helpful to learn um, how they approach that 
common problem because I think every state's facing this idea of, of we know leadership training has to change to help uh, principals think differently around equity, to help them think about shared leadership and building the capacity of their teachers, uh, and also how to help give better feedback to teachers as well, um, that it gets back to this idea of how do we do that at scale, statewide, as opposed to just doing that for a district or for a select group. And it's been helpful to, to, to learn from other states about how to approach, which is really the spirit behind our uh, approach with the Transformational Alliance. I'd like to thank our guest today, Paul Fleming of the Tennessee Department of Education for being with us. And Paul, thank you for your efforts in Tennessee to benefit teachers and students. Thanks so much. I want to thank our listeners for joining us today. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, please rate our show on Apple's podcast to help others find us. And to learn more about Wallace and find notes about today's show, visit us online at wallacefoundation.org slash podcast. And you can follow the Wallace Foundation on Twitter at WallaceFDN. I look forward to sharing our next Principal Pipeline conversation with you.